going to challenge what you think of self-care in this episode. If we were to talk to someone who's home with a baby and we said to her, you really need to do something for yourself because you're always taking care of the baby. I'll tell you what it seems most women think about. They think, how am I supposed to go get a massage right now? Who's going to take care of the baby? I don't even know if I want to go get a manicure or pedicure because it feels like too much of an ordeal. Or they're thinking, I don't know how to get yoga into my lifestyle. Or they're worried about money or leaving the baby home with someone else, especially if they have postpartum anxiety, but so many don't even have that as an option. This assumption of what self-care means is part of the reason so many women don't engage in self-care because we make too much of it. It has these high barriers in our mind, it does, of money and scheduling and thought and energy and not to even mention the expectations that we think we should have such a good time. And that's putting a lot of pressure on us when really all we're thinking about is the baby. It's just so hard to let go of that emotionally and mentally to just go have fun sometimes. So that's all about expectations. Now, before I continue on, I want to play an outtake for you from an excellent episode we have coming up where we interviewed a woman named Lisa from our postpartum support group who suffers from intrusive thoughts and postpartum anxiety. So we didn't end up keeping this segment in the episode because we had to cut it down. But I just want you to first hear what Lisa has to say about when she was told to do something for herself. I went to get a a pedicure with a friend once and it was more of like a chore that I was, I guess it was a chore that I was given from my therapist was like, do something for yourself. Like if you want to go get a pedicure, go, you know, do that and see how it goes and see how you do when you're not with the baby. And I was okay, but I felt like it was partly for me and partly just to like, I need to practice leaving the house and nothing feels enjoyable. Like it was enjoyable getting a pedicure and it was nice being with a friend, but I did it because I was, um, kind of asked to do it by the therapist, not because I was like, oh my gosh, I'm just so excited to go out and leave Russell at home. I I don't really like leaving him. So I guess that kind of in itself is like the cycle of having anxiety. So Lisa just exactly articulated the problem about asking postpartum women to do something f- just for themselves. The stress of leaving the baby can be absolutely immense. Um, And when that's not the case, the pressure to just have a good time or to pretend you're not just thinking about the baby is really difficult because then think about the, the energy it takes to cover that up or the guilt that she might be feeling that she isn't having a better time. Or think about when a caring person says, you know, you guys go out on a date, I'll take care of the baby. But then the feeling like we're supposed to go out and have fun or it's supposed to feel romantic and we're supposed to not talk about the baby because we don't want to be that couple, that puts a lot of pressure on people. And is that really self-care when you think about it? These are all really lovely gestures. They're all good things to do, but we want to actually set the bar both higher and lower. We want better results but with far less energy, far less output. So what can we do? Before I get there, I want to give you two examples that I want you to think about. So we had a mom in our postpartum support group who was sleep deprived. It's so normal and common. There was a weekend that came around where her husband said, you know what? I'm just going to take the baby all of Saturday afternoon. I don't want you to worry about anything. Just take the longest nap ever. And she told us in 
the group on in the group on Tuesday morning. It was amazing. I was so happy. I was so grateful. I felt amazing on Saturday night. I was able to sleep. I couldn't believe it. It was like a three-hour nap. They had a nice night. And then overnight, Saturday into Sunday, she was up all night again with the baby. And by morning, she was completely depleted again. And halfway through Sunday, she said there was a moment where she got a little short-tempered about something. And her husband turned to her very genuinely and sincerely confused and said, where is all this coming from? I don't understand. You had a nap yesterday. Why are you so angry today? And that was really eye-opening for me because I realized that from his perspective, he did this really loving thing. But you realize how much mileage is a human being supposed to get out of one single good nap when they're not sleeping through the night at all, night after night, right? No one's to blame here. This is a no-fault situation. This is a very difficult time where almost no one is getting all their needs met. But this isn't what we want to think about when we think about self-care. We can do better than this. We're coming from this angle of, I'm going to do this grand gesture for this mom and give her a single outlier of a treat. We don't want self-care to be an outlier. So here's another example that was kind of funny. When my children were about six and two, and one of my best friend's um, children were about, I guess, one and a half and three and a half. She and I went away for a weekend to Kripalu, a yoga retreat center in the Berkshires in Massachusetts. And it was wonderful. Our, ch- our husband stayed home with the children and they even got together over the weekend and got their, the kids together. And she and I, meanwhile, were just having the best time. We went on um, an all-day hike one day. We had the most beautiful food the whole weekend. Didn't have to do any cooking or thinking about food planning. Um, We did a workshop where we made vision boards. I mean, it was just amazing. We did yoga dance every day. We had the best time. We laughed. We slept well. It was really pretty much as perfect as it gets. All this time to ourselves. Our husbands were great about it. They were so happy for us. It was truly restorative and it was just wonderful. We came home and got to my house and got out of my car and she was about to get in her, to her car and go home. And I'll never forget, she got out of the car and walked over to me before getting in her car. And she just, she, she truly had tears in her eyes. She just said, this was incredible. I cannot believe how much I needed that. This was wonderful. And she gave me the, the longest hug she had ever given me. It was, just, it was great. And I floated into my house. I was so happy to see my family. I was so happy for her because she never does things like this for herself. And it was great. And then a few hours later, in that, that same day, she sent me a text. She's very funny. She's a very good sense of humor. And she sent me a text that said, okay, I just lost my shit at everybody. That weekend was a total ripoff. And you know, it cracked me up because I, I knew she was joking, but I also knew that she was recognizing that when you go do something special for yourself, it's going to feel really good while you're doing it. And it's going to feel really good for a little while after. But when you get home and realize that you don't know when the next break is coming, the next good time, the next reprieve, you realize, is this self-care really worth it? Is this what I have to do, spend hundreds of dollars and carve out a whole weekend and do all this planning and have a great time and then just blip, it's behind me and I kind of feel like I never left? So that was really illuminating for me when she sent that. Is it still worthwhile to go away? Of course it is. Is it still worth going on the occasional lunches out or pedicures or massages? Of course, they're all great. But is it enough? No, it's not enough. We want to do better than this. We want self-care in your lifestyle So look at your routine. Start that way. 
Look at when you get up, think about your pattern with your baby. If your baby naps and you nap at the same time, great. You can't really top that. But if you're not napping, how are you spending that time typically? Because if we can't get self-care into our daily lifestyle, it's not going to serve us all that much. Maybe this is something you have to do with your partner. Maybe it's not possible during the day with the baby, but maybe when your partner gets home, it's a no questions asked situation that you just hand over the baby. It's your turn. It's your time to just have maybe 30 minutes to yourself and be aware of how you're spending that time. Because if you flop down on the couch or retreat to the bedroom with your iPhone and you go on social media... You know, there's a reason that's linked to anxiety and depression, because when you when you put yourself in front of social media, you are a subject to whatever pops up in your feed and you don't know what's coming. And, you know, you can see something that makes you feel really validated and seen or feel connection or you could feel see something that makes you feel really bad or like you're doing something wrong or that you're having a harder time than other people are, which, of course, is all an illusion anyway in the in the first place. But it's not really considered to be restorative. I want you to think about the difference between what feels good and what feels restorative. Try to find the things that feel both good and restorative, right? Maybe a hot bath, right? With essential oils and bath salts, maybe that feels good and it feels restorative. Maybe binge watching your favorite show or going on social media feels good, but maybe not so restorative. I mean, I I don't know how it is for you, but you really have to be able to differentiate so you can explore that within yourself. Um, maybe meditating doesn't feel so good when you're starting out, when you're practicing. You might feel antsy. You might judge yourself. You might feel pressure. Um, You might wonder if it's worthwhile. You might wonder if it's a waste of time. It might feel like boredom in the beginning. But when you keep doing that, there's probably nothing more restorative than meditation. And if that's not for you, maybe just a few minutes of stretching or yoga or just quiet or just Maybe playing music in your room and tidying your room or leaning back on your bed and listening to music, but closing your eyes. Your eyes are the only part of your nervous system that reach the exterior of your body. So it's really helpful when your eyes are simply closed. But the most helpful thing to layer onto that is a quiet mind. So how can we achieve restoration? And how can we get that into our daily lives? Now, it might not work out to do something where it's an arrangement with your partner, and that's totally fine because it it really is your responsibility to get that into your own lifestyle with or without anyone else's help. If you're dependent on someone else, that's just another barrier, right? So if your partner goes on a four-day business trip, does that mean you shouldn't have any self-care in that period because they're not home to take the baby? Find how you can do it. You know, we all fall into that trap of, um, you know, when you get your baby to bed, once they're old enough and they're several months old and maybe you can put them down to sleep without you, um, we all have fallen into that trap of just staying awake for the sake of staying awake, of just staying awake because it's like, it's it's your time. The baby is asleep, so no one's going to take this time away from you and you're just going to stay up as late as possible to soak it all in. But of course, that's just going to add to the exhaustion. So again, that might feel good. And it might feel restorative, but is it really restorative for you? Do you ever wake up in the morning and think, oh, I shouldn't have stayed up quite so late? Bringing conscious awareness around your self-care is going to make all the difference. Just try something extremely simple, maybe walking outside. Research shows that deep breathing makes a difference. Again, just a few minutes of meditation a day literally changes your brain and your emotions. I know it doesn't necessarily feel like self-care. It doesn't feel self-indulgent 
like picking up your phone or distracting yourself. Sometimes when you have a break, all you're doing is housework. And again, that's not for me to say whether that reduces your stress levels or increases them because living in an untidy house is extremely stressful. So maybe a little bit of that, but can you really have time where it's just for the sake of closing your eyes and quieting your mind? Can you carve out five minutes of that just to sit there and let your mind go quiet? It will reduce your anxiety levels. It'll calm your nervous system. It will feel like self-love. And it is. See if you can start with five to seven minutes a day and try to find the same time of day so that it becomes a habit. The beauty of habits and the, the downside of habits is that we end up losing conscious awareness of them. So if you take a good habit, you want a new good habit in your life, you might say every day, right after, right after I brush my teeth, I will get on a yoga mat for literally five minutes then the brushing the teeth becomes the trigger. So in your lifestyle with your baby, what's the trigger? Is it that first morning nap, right? Is it right before you eat lunch? If your baby has a little tiny bit of an independent playtime um, for five minutes, can you say, this is the first thing I'm going to do for myself when the baby plays independently for a few minutes? And then with any extra time after that five or seven minutes, then I'll get to the housework. Then I'll do something else. But let it be something you're as committed to as your baby because you are the most important person in your baby's life and taking care of yourself is of the utmost importance. So I wanted to take this notion of self-care and just turn it on its head a little bit today so that when people talk to you about taking care of yourself, we get away from this talk of manicures and pedicures and massages and we get it more toward what you can tweak and change in your daily habits that's just for the sake of your own restoration. What's your favorite method of self-care? So please hop on over to Down to Birth Show on Instagram. We'd love to hear your best ways of restoring yourself, something new you're willing to try. And do keep an eye out for our episode with Lisa. She brings light to postpartum anxiety and intrusive thoughts like we have never had before on the podcast. And we can't wait to share that episode with you. Thank you again for listening. And we look so forward to hearing any feedback from you on this topic. Let's keep the conversation going and we'll see you for our regular episode on Wednesday.